that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death. Welcome to his podcast titled To Know Him with your host, Ashley Severe. Don't forget to hit the follow button so that you can be notified of all new and future episodes. This podcast will be featuring a weekly episode on discussions of life, Bible studies, teachings of Jesus Christ. There will be weekly updates of episodes on this podcast. And once a month, we will have a live podcast hosted on YouTube, on our YouTube page, To Know Him as well. So please like and subscribe to our YouTube page, To Know Him, for updates on new podcasts and episodes. Hope you enjoy, and without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. I am your host, Ashley Severe, and today's episode which is the very first episode, episode number one, that is titled, My Road to Emmaus. This episode is the entire reason why this podcast was created. This episode, in addition, has opened up the next chapter in my life, which is a chapter that I'm excited to be in right now. And I'd like to share that experience with you. Before I begin this episode, I'd like to tell you a little bit about myself. I'm 47 years old. Um, I spent the most of my life in Miami, Florida. I now reside in Orlando, Florida. First and foremost, I am a Christian and a husband of 23 years to a wonderful wife, Ange Severe, father of six kids, Nathaniel, Daniel, Janice, Aaron, Janelle and Joseph, proud father of these kids. I work as an insurance claims adjuster. I'm also a general contractor certified with the state of Florida, Um, FAA FAA licensed drone pilot. I also teach and train insurance adjusters on how to be efficient and proficient in processing insurance claims, for which I'm grateful for the opportunities that God has given me in this life. Well, in September of 2022, I had a health event that took place that was the beginning of something um, I'm still going through right now, that I'm still dealing with right now in February of 2023. Well, in September of 2022, while working in Virginia, I began to experience a shortness of breath. Even as I speak on this podcast, I don't know if you can hear it, but breathing had become laborious for me. It wasn't as bad in September, but it was enough to warrant me a visit to the emergency room when I came home on leave in between working claims. When I've gotten home in September, my dog had just died. Her name is Missy, a Belgian Malinois, seven years. With a heavy heart, I had to say goodbye to her after coming from the emergency room. But during my hospital visit, 
Um, they ran blood tests, put me on an oxygen machine, ran EKG, CAT scans, x-rays. And what they found was at the time is what appears to be a pneumonia in my lungs. So they treated me with antibiotics, gave me a prescription, and sent me home. After a couple of weeks, I continued to experience shortness of breath, but it didn't immobilize me. But breathing, as I said earlier, became laborious. Fast forward, I was referred to a pulmonary specialist and began, during my appointment with the pulmonary specialist, he performed x-rays, breathing tests, more blood work, more tests, and the pneumonia was gone, and they therefore diagnosed me with some sort of pulmonary fibrosis. With all the tests that was ran, <clears throat> they couldn't pin down what type of fibrosis I had or what even caused it, because I didn't have COVID. I took about three COVID tests, and they all came, up, came back negative. Every test they took came back negative. So the pulmonary specialist suggested that I would get a bronchoscopy, where they send the camera down into your throat to try to, um, to get a, a small piece of your lung, perform a biopsy, in other words, and to kind of get a visual on what could be causing inflammation in my lungs. Because that was the main reason why I was um, having shortness of breath. Fast forward to November. I've always um, prepared and promised my kids that I would take them out hunting. So I packed my kids in a truck and we drove up to Georgiana, Alabama. Me, my third son, Aaron, and my youngest son, Joseph. So we drove up to Georgiana, Alabama, where we met with some other brothers up there where, who were hunting also. We're part of a hunt club up there. While at the hunt club, one night I had a dream. I woke up about 4, 5 in the morning, came out of my room, and it was one of those dreams that you don't start thinking about it until you can try to understand, figure out what the dream means. And I'm not one that live my life by dreams. I don't make big deals of dreams. But this dream was not like any other dream I've had. So when I woke up, I came out of my room. I went and sat on the porch of our, our hunt club that we have there. And a friend of mine's um, named Billy Lawson woke up maybe 30 minutes later to have breakfast or get a drink and get dressed and go out hunting as well. And he noticed I was sitting on the porch. And he's like, man, what are you doing out here? I said, Billy, I had this crazy dream, man. And Billy's not one that lives off dreams either. I mean, he's my brother from another mother. 
Now, prior to Billy walking up to me, this dream was so startling and so troubling that I sat on the porch and I recorded the dream because I didn't want to forget it. I pulled out my iPhone and I just repeated everything I saw in this dream because I didn't want to forget it. By the time I was done, I think Billy had come out maybe five, ten minutes afterwards, <clears throat> and we had the conversation. And I sat there and I explained the dream to Billy. And we sat there and started talking about the dream, trying to cipher what could it mean? Why did it have the elements that it had in it? And I asked Billy to pray for me. And I'm going to play that recording that I recorded on that faithful day in November of 2022 of the dream that I had. And hopefully I can um, cipher the message that I felt in my heart of hearts that God was trying to reach out to me and tell me that day. Here's that dream. Hello, my name is Ashley Severe. Today is Sunday morning, November the 27th. This morning I had a dream. It was me, my wife, and my youngest son, Joseph. We were walking down the street and we noticed that people had tags on them, like number tags. The kind when you run a marathon, they give you this number, a plate that you put across your um, chest and your back. And it was a three-digit number. I noticed that everybody that walked by had this, these these plates, these numbers on them. And as I tried to figure out where did they get these plates, where did they get these numbers, then I realized that I also had a plate and a number on my waistline, stapled to my belt. And my wife and my son also had these numbers. Then all of a sudden, I was at near this building, me and my wife and my son, where they was calling the numbers. And as the numbers were called, people were going into this building. There was a window on the outside near the door, like one of those sliding windows, counter windows type there, like when you walk up to a fast food restaurant to order. And I was standing there, there was people standing around as well while they were calling these numbers. And I was uh, as I stood there with my wife and my son, we came to the realization that those numbers were a slot in time where when your number is called, it'll be your time to die. It's a transition from this life to, to the next life. My number was 200 and something. I want to say 231. And there was a gentleman next to me, 
His number was 600 and something. So as I stood there, I tried to listen for the number to see what number there was on. And as they called the number, another person went in. Then I said to myself, well, you know what? You're 600 and something. I'm 200 and something. Which way are they calling the numbers? Are the numbers going from the lowest to the highest or the highest to the lowest? And then the guy said the number's going from the highest to the lowest. I said, okay, so I still got time. I'm 230-something. You're 600-something. And then again, we don't even know that maybe these numbers flip. They turn around. They they work from highest to lowest, and they reset themselves and start all over again. So you never know. It may have a lot of time, more time than we realize. Or maybe not. And the guy with the 600 numbers number, he said, yeah, yeah, you're right. But you never you never know. You can't really tell. And so as we stood there, there was the guy, one of the guys that were opening the doors for the people. My son walked up to him and said, excuse me, sir. Can you can you tell us what number you guys are on and how this worked? And the guy said, well, I can't tell you. Um. I can't tell you. Um, And it's hard to know. And then my son said, well, we could try. We could try to figure it out. And I said, okay, well, give me a second. And he said, he looked at me and said, well, what's your name? Give me your name. And I told him my name was Severe. He said, give me a second. Let me look you up. And the guy went and looked up my name. And he came back to me. He said, hey, man, man, you used to be a monk. Um, You need to get on the ball. And when he said this to me, I I fell to the ground and sat down because I was kind of shocked. And the guy said, man, you need to get on the ball. You used to be a monk. You see, lately I've been um, been thinking about my life and my death. When I would die, if I would be ready to to meet my maker, would I be able to say that I've done everything that I was supposed to do in this life, with my life, with the second, third, fourth, and fifth chances that God has given me in this life? Did I do what He, what I was supposed to do with the years that he has given me? And when he said that, when the gentleman in the dream said, you as a monk, man, you need to get on it. You need to start moving. It was almost as if God was saying, you got work to do. And if you're going to get this thing done, you need to get on the ball. 
because time is short. As I sat there on my on my butt, <clears throat> my wife was consoling me. And I was near this counter with the window. But since I was sitting on the ground, my eyes were even with the bottom of the counter. And as I looked underneath the counter, there were glasses sitting there that I'd been looking for for a long time. I thought I lost it. <clears throat> but there it was, underneath the counter. I grabbed the glasses, put the glasses on, and I told my wife, okay, honey, let's go. And I, me, my wife, and my son, we proceeded to walk off. But with these glasses that I had on that I thought I'd lost, I started to see life a little bit clearer. I had better vision. And I walked off. It did not take me long to understand what God was telling me in this dream. I was not always on the straight and narrow path of life. God has delivered me from a life of sin and destruction. I will share my testimony on another podcast, possibly the very next episode. But I will share briefly right now that I became a Christian, gave my life to Christ in the jail cell in 1992. Upon release of incarceration, I visited a church whose minister did all that he can to reach out to me and a bunch of friends in the inner city of Miami. But I joined the church shortly thereafter, maybe within six months or so, Mr. Mintz gave me the opportunity to teach Sunday school class. And then as time transpired, I began to share messages at the church. <clears throat> After years transpired, I was offered a position of, the, of treasurer of the church. After about 10 years or so, I became the pastor of this inner city church. During the time of release from my incarceration, I would visit schools and I would share testimonies, talk to young kids about making good choices in life, better choices in life. I would speak at school assemblies I was a volunteer chaplain at two different prisons, three different prisons in the state of Florida. I would host seminars on life lessons. I had committed and dedicated my life to making Christ known, and I enjoyed every bit of it because I felt like that was my calling. However, some 
somewhere in this marathon race of life, I began to lose sight of that calling. I guess if I would say that as I, the more success I experienced in my life, in my occupation, family responsibilities, and experiences, somewhere, somehow, I lost that first love experience that I had that burned in my heart. And prior to this shortness of breath experience in my life, now granted, I have given my life to Jesus Christ in 1992. And right now we're in 2023. <clears throat> Somewhere, some place in time, I had lost that, that love that drove motivated and directed my life. And prior to this experience, the shortness of breath event, God had been speaking to me in my heart and in my spirit, or in the terms that we like to put it, in my gut, to try to remind me to go back to the basics, Ashley. <clears throat> And convicted me that I have forgotten my first love. And every time I felt the Spirit speaking to me, I would purpose in my heart, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, I'll, <clears throat> I'm going to go back to the basics. The intentions of my heart. I had good intentions. But good intentions aren't anything if you don't apply what you feel God wants you to do. If you don't put steps to your, to your words. So I understood this dream was the Lord speaking to me and gave me that sense of urgency to not waste my life. So on that morning, I purposed in my heart that I would dedicate the remainder of my years to making Christ known in everything that I do and everything that I touch. I purposed in my heart that, that a person can't encounter me and not know and I love God and the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is the reason why I started this, began this podcast. That even though I may not visit buildings and schools, but in the world of technology, the message of Jesus Christ and the message that God places on my heart, I can share with the world. And here's the reason why we all are here today to hear this message. And I would end this podcast on this simple message. And this message is found 
in Philippians chapter 3, verse 7 through 10. But what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dunge, that I may win Christ, and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him, and the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death, 